Clovercrest Media Group presents a CMG podcast. Keys yeah. to the city. Keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know. I crossed up by Kobe. Well, floated Shaq, and then Shaq goes like this, and the rest is history. Pay attention. Don't tell me what to do, devil woman. Speaking of those Lakers, but I, but I hold on, fun. But I didn't make my. I didn't make my. I said Denver's gonna win. Yeah, you did. You said that. There's no other show like that. Clovercrest is doing great things right now. Streaming everywhere. Let's say goodbye to all your worries about tax planning, investment troubles, and any confusion when it comes to managing your finances and money. Here at Rocky Hill Accountants, our team has a combined 35 years of experience and will help you do it right. We're dedicated to your needs and will deliver on a result that is professional and trustworthy. Our firm is large enough to offer a full range of professional services, but small enough to give you the individual attention that you deserve. Our business portfolio includes thousands of prepared tax returns for individuals, families, partnerships, businesses, and more. The team at Rocky Hill Accountants are also thoroughly trained in tax laws and procedures. We have the ability to represent taxpayers before the IRS when they arrive at collections, audits, and appeals. This allows us to offer our accuracy and audit guarantee to tax clients. Please visit our website at RockyHillAccountants.com or give us a call at 860-257-4238 to schedule an appointment. The Giants are running New York like the times as Danny is dropping all sorts of dimes. Saquon's thighs are ruining defenses' lives and Leonard Williams making opposing QBs feel him. Receivers think it's scary to line up across James Bradbury and the Giants have a bright future led by coach, judge, jury, and executioner. Tune in to Drawing About the G-Men every Wednesday at 6, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Drawing About the G-Men, Giants Football Podcast. I'm Big Jace, joined by Joe Guire, Sean Scanlon, and King Zay. And the Giants, 0-3, disappointing another last-second field goal loss, this time to the Atlanta Falcons at home. As you can see, I'm sporting uh, Bruins and Jazz stuff because it is on to the next season for me. Let's go. My my Utah Utes suck. The Giants suck. I'm just looking forward to the winter sports. Let's go. NHL preseason already started. NBA preseason starts on Sunday. Let's go. Uh, I'm still going to watch the game. Still going to root for the Giants. But uh, all my hopes and dreams have been crushed. Joe, ladies and gentlemen, he snapped. He's finally snapped. Listen, uh, I hate to say this, but this was the Giants' best game of the season. Uh, Plain and simple. This was a much improved Giants team. Listen, they won the time of possession. They had more yards. They actually held Atlanta. I know it didn't seem like it, but to five out of 13 on third down. It seemed like all five were at really important junctions. Uh, and kept them yep. on the field, but they actually did a really good job. So this, again, to me, comes down to co- too conservative a play calling. You're not a good football team. 
you've got a lot of offensive weapons in a defense that seems like when it spends not as much time on the field actually plays well. So you would think that this team would take more chances. Again, you've got nothing to lose, right? If the Kansas City Chiefs in a playoff game will have Matt Moore uh, run a sweep on a on a fourth and three, I think Daniel Jones can like throw on third and ten. Uh, you know, it, it's time to really open things up here and see what you have because what's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to lose again. The Giants' upcoming schedule is brutal. I mean, brutal. And it's hard to find a win in there. It, it really is. But I think this team is getting closer to where they need to be, believe it or not. These last-second losses are, I don't know about you guys. I mean, you knew they were going to lose, right? I mean, you could almost Absolutely. predict the 17-14 about midway through the fourth that that's how it was going to play out, just like Washington the week before. Giants' first team, by the way, in history to lose on uh, game-ending field goals in back-to-back weeks. So, like you said last week, Zay, taking losing to, like, a whole new level, like – there's losing, and then, hey, look what we can do. And it's certainly frustrating, but you can't fault Daniel Jones. Saquon Barkley looked better. You know, I, I, I just think there's so much more that the Giants can do with what they have. They've dug this massive hole. You're not going to gain ground by being conservative. No, and it's, it's absurd. And, I mean... I don't know. Why why aren't they just letting Daniel Jones cook? Letting him go, letting him when when he 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 knows he's he isn't the same Daniel Jones who just drops back and doesn't realize what's going on. He knows when to take off and run when he needs to, and he knows when to make those plays. They were eating that zone up with those curls and even with those uh levels routes with the corner and the uh with Saquon Barkley going in the flat. So I don't know why they just stopped doing that. And then obviously you have the, that screen on third and 19, which was atrocious. But I, I, it's ridiculous. And I, I'm all for Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes is the only redeeming factor in the, on, on this Giants team right now. Because, I mean, he is – when Kenny Galladay was yelling at Jason Garrett last week, all, all the – all the media went to Daniel Jones, and he he, he didn't go, and he, he could have easily said, hey, go ask Kenny who you're talking about. He didn't do that. He took it. That's leadership. That is something that we, we need to build on for the Giants in the future, and that that is just the only redeeming quality of the Giants is Daniel Jones, and uh, you're not letting – you're putting this kid in position to fail, and he's still succeeding as much as he can and doing great, and it's – it's absurd, but Sean, what are your thoughts on this 0-3 start? Yeah, I mean, you guys said it. They find new ways to lose every single week. Um, the defense, like Joe said, it, it's the best they've looked all season, but when it does matter, they're not there in crunch time. Uh, at the end of the first half, they give up a long touchdown drive, um, and, and the Falcons go on the board, which has happened all three weeks so far. And then uh, at the end of the game, obviously, they let up that uh, – big possession where they uh, Falcons march right down the field and they kick the game-winning field goal. So the defense looked a little bit better, but it's it's when it matters on third downs, fourth downs, uh, and, you know, at the end of each half, they can't get off the field. They they can't register a pass rush. And 
I, I think Patrick Graham is being too conservative on, on not just the offense side of the ball, but defense side of the ball too. I think he's, you know, he's playing in too much zone. I think you have to take a little bit more chances when you're those situations. I think you have to send a little bit more blitz, maybe play a little bit more man to man because the zone uh, teams are just tearing it apart, especially in those two minute drills. I mean, we've seen it every week so far. And I mean, we have a chance to to put the game away with Adoree Jackson dropping that interception in the back of the end zone. Another chance where we could put the game away easily, just like the previous week where Darius Slayton, if he catches that ball, the game gets put away. So I mean, it's just frustrating that this defense, you know, that they they showed a little bit signs of improvement, but when it does come, when it does when it does matter and it comes down to it, they they can't get off the field. So. I mean, definitely frustrating. The only uh, really positive sign from the defense right now is Aziz Ojolari, who has three sacks in three games. So I, I think he was a steal in the second round. But other than that, not looking pretty on the defense. And then offensive side of the ball, um, Evan Ingram, as only Evan Ingram can do in, in his first game of the Ooh. season. What a return for him. I mean, two catches, he drops another ball, and then uh, I'm being sarcastic, say. <laughs> I mean, one, uh, two catches, another drop, and then obviously that fumble, which uh, gives the Falcons the ball in, in a dire situation. So it's just – it's super upsetting. And like Joe said, I, I knew they were going to lose right on that last possession where Daniel Jones uh, gets sacked and, and, and he fumbles. Luckily, he recovers it. But when it goes to third and 19 right then, I was at the state – I was at the game, unfortunately, because I, I had to show love for Eli, but uh, it's – they couldn't get it done on Eli's day. But, uh, yeah, so when it went to third and 19, I was like, I've seen this story before. I, I've watched Giants football my whole life. They're going to lose this game. And uh, not surprised that they did, obviously, um, unfortunate. But offensive side of the ball, I've been decently surprised with. Like uh, Jay said, I think Daniel Jones has been great this season, probably the best player on the team. Uh, Sterling Shepard, before he got injured, was looking great. And uh, and Saquon Barkley, like, like Joe said, I, this is the best game he's looked so far. He finally got in the end zone. He got involved in the passing game a little bit, too, which was nice to see. So, I mean, there are little signs of improvement, but it's just that this team just finds new ways every week to lose games, and it's it's certainly frustrating. But, I mean, th- that's just what losing teams do, and that's why I, I just don't have a lot of confidence in this team going forward, especially uh, with the schedule. So, I mean, there's little signs of improvement, but I, I just don't see them getting over the hump, and I, I think it's going to be a lot of losses before we get to our first one this year. Yeah, I mean, you brought up uh, Sterling Shepard. He, him, and Darius Slayton both left the game with hamstring injuries, haven't returned. Oh, luckily, John Ross has been activated from IR. I don't know. He he should fill in for one of those. But then Blake Martinez torn ACL, done for the season. And then uh, after our show last week. Uh, Shane Lemieux out for the rest of the season. And Nick Gates, we did talk about last week, career-ending injury. I mean, for a team that's struggling this much to have this many injury problems this early, uh, I mean, that just spells disaster for more and more down the line. Zay, I mean, you were – you texted. I remember you texting. Adore Jackson sucks, I mean, <laughs> with that dropped interception. But, uh, I mean, you're the only one. I mean, you picked the, the Falcons to win. You saw this happening. You, you're not surprised, I guess, right? No, I'm not. And I, I also don't believe that this is dire, complete end for the New York Giants either in the same breath as I speak this. I look at the schedule, and I don't see it as deadly as Joe sees. I do see some games we can sneak in there. You have a game against the Saints. You have a game against the Rams, the Panthers, and the Cowboys coming up, which I believe are all winnable games. If you can find a way to play football, uh, it's showing you making that face. But when I look at the Saints, they're hot and cold. 
The Rams again, you, uh, another team that they're they're a hot team, but I, I believe the Giants. If the Giants could play a forty-eight minute game, they could swing with them. I do believe that. I don't believe that Matthew Stafford is that great. I do believe that we have somewhat of a good secondary that we can keep Cooper Cup on the wraps. And then when it comes to as far as the Panthers, if we can't beat the Panthers, God, I don't know. I think we should be able to beat Sam Darnold easily. That's just that that to me. I, again, but I think we should have beat many other teams this year easily. But I do see wins in there. I do think the Giants can bounce back. I just think they're dealing with bad luck. I don't want to say they're a bad team. I think they're dealing with a lot of bad luck. Okay. Like he said, you have the drops, the, the dropped interception, the drop touchdown, things that could easily swung the game and completely changed the outcome. The Giants could be sitting two and one at the top of division or, or one and two or even tied for the division, however you want to look at this. But being in the NFCs and seeing the games that are coming up, I do see a chance where the Giants could swing themselves back into this. I'm not calling it dire, like complete end. I just think the defense needs to figure it out. I think the offense is starting to work it out. The line, they, they got to get rid of 68. I don't even know who he is. I didn't bother to learn his name after he missed that complete and utter block on uh, – I don't even know how it was happening. He's a matador. But at the end of the day, the Giants, they fixed that line. I think one more piece, I think once they get – um, excuse me, uh, I can't remember the other lineman that we had. Not Lemieux, what's the uh, – Nick Gates. No, the other – the one we drafted with last year, I can't remember his name. Jesus Christ. We Matt Perk. Matt Perk, excuse me. Once he comes back, I think he can fill in for wherever the heck 68 is. And I think we can get some type of solidification on that line. And I think that team could make a comeback. No one, I don't think, is going to run away with this division. As good as the Cowboys may have looked, I don't think they're running away with this division. I can see the Cowboys being a team that goes into a huge slump like they always do like any other team in this division. So, I'm not calling it a quits. We we saw the Redskins. Again, I thought the Redskins looked great, and then they turned around and dropped the egg completely against the Bills. They looked terrible. So this division can go either way. I'm not calling it over the Giants. 0-3 is an ugly start. We're tired of it, but it's not completely over, especially when you're in the NFC East. There's still a chance. All right, but, I mean, you, you're saying bad luck. My high school football coach used to say good teams have good luck, bad teams have bad luck. So I mean, that's what I – That's what, you can put it towards that. But, again, you're talking about players like Dory Jackson. He didn't play preseason. Again, our yeah. offense, our starting offense didn't play preseason. You're going to have these hiccups these first couple of weeks because you're practically simulating your preseason in the first couple of weeks of the season because you didn't play your starters. As bad as that may sound, every week you can start to see the offense get a little better or the defense start to get – because they're starting to get more and more play time together that had they had had that in the preseason, we probably wouldn't have started off as bad. But again, and I mentioned this earlier weeks ago, how they handle the preseason is really going to determine how the season goes. I said that before, besides who they cut, but also the amount of playtime that these starters are going to get. Because if you're not playing together, you can't build that team togetherness. And that's what the Giants, as you can see on the field, they don't have that team togetherness. They don't play as one. They play as, sometimes as individuals. And it, it, it has to stop. They have to learn how to become a team. And, and every week they are becoming that, but – it just has to happen. You can't continue to add pieces and not play them. That's what we did all, all preseason. We added pieces. We didn't play them, you know, all offseason. We, you know, we added Dory. We added uh, Aziz. We added all these players to the defense. They didn't play together in preseason. And now we're seeing the, the results of it. Our defense looks sloppy. They did not play all together. Some of them played some weeks. Some of them didn't. And now you're asking guys to come in and necessarily handle situations they're not prepared for. You can't simulate situations in practice. We say this all the time. You, you, that this is why these, these these make games are so important. These preseason games are so important because that intensity can never be this, replicated in practice. It just never can. 
you're never going to go that hard against your teammates. So I, I think the Giants, are, this is going to be a week-by-week week thing. Where you, and again, we've seen the Giants where they've gone off, you know, they started bad and they go on five-game win streaks. These are the Giants. I'm not ready to call them out yet. I, I, I do see something here. I get where you're coming from, but man, the Falcons, dude, the Falcons. Like Sometimes you got to go to your lowest low before you go up, bro. You got to hit rock bottom before you can get up sometimes, and that's just really what it is. I, this team is not a team that lacks talent. If this was a team that's that was terrible true. because of lack of talent, that would be a completely different thing. This team is terrible because they're just not playing well. It's not that they have lack of talent. There's talent everywhere on this team. By the way, the Giants will win their first game October 10th. I think they get it done against the Saints. I, really I don't do. think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna beat the Saints. I do think they're gonna beat the Cowboys in Dallas. I do think that that's a real thing that's gonna happen. And I, like I think a, a, you're gonna see a better performance from the team this week. I think they're gonna lose another close game, and I think they'll beat the Cowboys, lose to the Rams, and I think they'll beat the Panthers as well. I actually do think that. Yeah. I like that. Uh, that's a home game for the Giants uh, against Sam Darnold, who you got to figure. I mean, he's playing well. He's going to have some clunkers. And I feel like the Meadowlands is as good a place as any for Sam Darnold to have a clunker game. And that could be to the Giants' benefit. Um, although, <laughs> although that could be the week Christian McCaffrey comes back. So that also could be a problem. But look, I, I you know, the Giants uh, are 0-3. Dallas should be 1-2. Their only actual win was over Philadelphia, who sucks. It was also 1-2. Dallas has given up 92 points. They're awful. Like Zay said, they could still they could still pull this thing off. Um, yeah. I don't think – I'm sorry, but one game against Philly doesn't convince me that Dallas is good. Uh, or eking out a win they shouldn't have had against the Chargers – doesn't tell me that the Cowboys are good. Uh, so, I don't know. I, I mean, it, it's early in the season. Uh, you know, it's we had that very funny conversation in the chat room with Sandra the other day where he was like, you can't evaluate after three weeks. Well, what are we doing then? I mean, that's <laughs> that's what we do. And we, we know full well things are going to be different yeah. next week. Uh, but we, we do this anyway. We do this for your amusement is really what we're doing because – Everything will change. And like Zay said, look, these guys always get off the putrid starts and then they always go on streaks. Last year, again, the six and 10 team and the way some of those weeks uh, three through nine, uh, you're talking a point or two in every single game. The Giants very easily could have been in 10 and six team last year. So it does come down to luck. Here's the thing about luck, though. You make your own. And so when you're a bad team, you're creating bad luck. The Giants had double the penalties of Atlanta. You know, it's it's stuff like that that we're, you know, you're you're still you're still not I, I I mean Joe Judge still isn't getting it done for me. Everything Joe Judge is supposed to be and where Joe Judge is supposed to stand out. It's not working. I, you yeah, can't hold I agree. I, he has not had a hot start to the season. Yeah, but you can't hold every penalty because, like, that hit on Xavier McKinley that he put on there, that wasn't uh, – That was BS. That, that, was that, that was a clean oh. – and we, and we know league-wide the refs have been terrible. This has been a well, – right. What this else are you supposed to do in that situation? There's That's that's the move. Give him the shoulder and don't go for the head. He did everything right. Again, a momentum-swinging play. 
things like yeah. that gives teams first downs. When you could be burying teams, you're giving them a first down. And this is what I'm talking about. You can't – there's nothing you can do about that. McKinley did everything correct on that play. To be flagged for that, there's nothing more you can do. I can't blame that on Judge. There's, you know, there are certain things you have to be able to to pull apart. It's like when you know when we with, with Evan Ingram, we know he sucks. It's not because you know he just does you know he just doesn't drop the ball. He, he drops the ball. He fumbles the ball. He drops the ball on key plays. You have to really dissect these things before you just start putting everything on Judge. McKinley did everything right on that play. That for that flag to be thrown, it, 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 it's, it's out of his hands. There's definitely. Uh-huh. I don't – I mean, yes, that is a big problem. I mean, the undisciplined with the penalties, yeah, that that is a notch on judge, and there are so, – but I, there's more to, to, to judge because I think he needs to man up, put put his big boy pants on, and in, in positions when it's like – in positions where you need to take over play calling and make the right play because Jason Garrett isn't doing it. Look at what – look. No, I understand that. But look at look coach. at look at the Cleveland Browns. Look at that game. He was gutsy those first two drives last year. And, and that cost him the game. Doing. He needs he needs those, he knows what he's doing. No, listen to me, though. Day. Listen to me, Day. I get Joe it. Joe has never I been an day. coach. Listen to me. You want listen, listen, listen. Put your put your ears on. Okay. Meryl. Zip your mouth and listen. There are 39 on your 39-yard line. Why are you punting? You're a special teams coach. That's your call. You need to take over. And you that that Daniel Jones is playing well. You call a call a curl, call the levels, because you've been killing them all day with those, and get that first down, and maybe you can go down and score a touchdown there. No, you need a Joe Judge that when he takes over play calling, look at the, the Cleveland Browns game last year. He made those risky plays going forward on fourth, uh, not taking the field goals. And that's what cost them. But y- you need to be able to mix and match it. So you need to be able to use the conservative play con at when you need to with Jason Garrett. But you also need to ha- make those calls, make those big calls with Joe Judge. And, and – because right now we're we're blaming Jason Garrett a lot, but then when Joe say Joe Judge does take over, he's gonna make these gutsy calls and end up costing us, us the game, and we're gonna blame him. I, I think we they need to figure it out cohesion and figure it out not just on the field because you're right, Zay. A lot of cohesion on the field is an issue, but within the coaching staff, Joe Judge coming out and saying, "Hey, I." I I understand the play calling's been crap, but I'm still going to stick with everyone, and there's going to be the one calling the plays. No, you need to be – you are the head coach. You need to be able to step in and say, okay, right here, I need to make this play call. No, I don't like that. You need to be able to do that, and just putting blind faith in Jason Garrett isn't going to get it done. I, this, I disagree, Jason. If they wanted an offensive coach, they should have hired Eric Bieniemy. They shouldn't have hired Joe Judge. That's they wanted offense, they should have hired Bieniemy. They hired Joe Judge knowing that he wasn't going to be his great offensive mind. I'm not saying they needed an offensive coach. I'm saying you need to step you, in and make they, the decision. They didn't hire him with the intent of him calling the plays. This is why he hired Jason Garrett. You cannot now go back on. Like I said, if you wanted a offensive mastermind, you should have went and signed Eric Bieniemy. That's what you should have done. Hey, any it's coach, whenever no. there's bad play calling, they take over. Doesn't matter. 
Whenever they need, whenever it's they don't not like about that. It's not about that. It Joe doesn't matter. Joe not do a better job. This is why he continues to allow Jason Garrett to make these calls. Because no. he himself cannot do a better they, job. But they synergize together. That's what I'm saying. They synergize together and they need to learn how to work together. Because both of them are, have missing parts of the equation from one another. And if they can just put it together, I, I think it, it would be great. And I, this would be a dynamic offense. And we'd be seeing the Giants score 30 points a game. But you're putting it all on Jason Garrett to be conservative when you need Joe Judge to step in and say, "Hey, we need to take a risk here. Hey, we need yeah. to gamble here." I think I think that, I think I think the Giants need to worry about getting stops. You shouldn't have to score thirty points a game to win a football game. Twenty points should get it done any week. If you if you have a defense, twenty points should get it done every week. Uh, Twenty-one point, uh, three touchdowns should get it done every week if you have a good defense. I don't want to hear it no more. But they don't. Okay. Yeah, no, they do. The Giants do because if you go back to last year, this, they, they, they all they did was add players from that defense that was almost a top. That was a top ten defense last year. It's not like you, you lost players; you got worse. You've gotten better. You just need to figure it out. And I agree with Sean. That play calling is completely soft. I, I completely sat back that last drive and couldn't understand why we were playing five, ten yards off the receivers, basically letting them get everything and drive down the field. There's no aggression on that defense. Not to mention we're probably missing something since we let Dalvin Thompson walk. It was probably what, uh, it was a great defensive lineman for we, it, it, That defense is still a top 10 defense. They, they're still the same players. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, you lost Blake Martinez. But the, uh, other than that, it's still the same defense for the most part. Figure it out. Stop playing. Yes. You added more corners for the purpose of stopping the passing game. We haven't stopped the passing game. <laughs> We've added some of the best. Uh, Dory Jackson, uh Clark, all these players that we added, we let go Landon Collins because he couldn't cover. And you added a bunch of players that were supposed to be able to cover. So what are we doing? No, yeah, and this brings up my – falls perfectly into my point with Joe Judge. When they the Giants are sitting back in zone all comfortable, Joe Judge needs to be the one to say, hey, let's switch it up. Let's throw them, show them a man coverage and see how they react to that. I mean – but this is what I'm saying. Head, you hire these people because there's too much going on in a game for Joe Judge to be focusing, you know, micromanaging the defense. Then what the hell is Joe Judge doing? There's never been a coach doing? in the history of football. Say, then what is Joe Judge doing? Defense. What? He's got to worry about the team as a whole. He's, he, he can't just micromanage everything that's going on offense. So you don't think the head coach ever says, hey, we need to do this here. Hey, we need to no, do that. No, I agree. Hey, he probably we don't does like make that. suggestions. Making suggestions and micromanaging are two different things. He cannot sit there and break yeah. down every defensive drive and figure out what's going wrong, who needs to be out there, who doesn't need to be out there. Those are the things that he cannot be doing because he has to focus on the entire team as a whole. That's not what I'm he, saying, Zach. I'm, I'm confused. What do you want him to do? What do you want him to do? do I need him to, take him over to realize that's not when his something's role. not working and take and take over. Okay. He's the head coach. That's what he needs to do. All right. If you don't have a better suggestion, what is he doing? If he can't make us a better suggestion, what is the purpose of taking over? Because he can't make better. He's, he has shown in the past he's the more gutsy, gutsy guy. And when the problem why are Jason is Garrett? offensive. Then why are you Jason Be- Because. Jay, every team, I, I, we're just running around in circles here. I'm in the belief just, that he understands that Jason Garrett is better at, it, at calling offensive plays. Yes. That's why he continues to allow him to do this. But you feel he's better. Obviously, he doesn't. I'm he not saying he's better, Zay. I'm not saying he's better. I'm saying that there's times where you need to take over and just change up, change up 
which like when you're doing something, you're working on something, right? Say you're working on something, right? You're working on a project and you're like, Oh, Oh, I'm frustrated. I can't figure this out. Hey, why don't you come over here? Now you take, you call over your friend. Hey, why don't you look at this? Maybe let's get a different set of eyes on this to see what the problem Making is. Making a suggestion is what Something I said. Like That's that. one thing. Making a suggestion is one thing, but you That's can't. That's what I'm saying. I'm not like, saying micromanage day. We're going around in circles day. Let's, let's put a pin <laughs> in this. Let's move on. Let's talk about week four against the Saints. Big game. Uniform game for the Giants showing off the, the new white pants. But a big game for the Saints. Their first game back in, uh, back in New Orleans since Hurricane Ida. Big game for them. Joe, can the Giants get it done? But if not, well, he's got a question. Do you think the Giants can overcome an 0-4 start? To do what? (laughs) To do what? Win the Super Bowl? No. Win this crappy division? Man, maybe. I hate to say it. Uh, let's, Let's see how Dallas looks couple of weeks from now and then after they play the Giants and and then I'll I'll let you know where we're at. Again, I think this giant team is close. You got to just learn how to win now. You got to like uh, you got to and again, I would start with trying to keep my offense on the field late in games and not trying to score and kick it to my defense with a buck 20. That is not a yeah. recipe for a victory. And it's that's that's hard on any defense because in this league uh, I could throw the ball 30 yards down the field and get a pass interference call, and I'm already in field goal range. So that's a problem. Um, and this team does need to get a pass rush. A pass rush. You know, as bad as the offensive line is, they're spending all their time on that. Uh, obviously, Old Jalari uh, getting it done. I'd like to see. Uh, I'd like to see him get a little more dominant. You know, it's nice to get a sack, but I want to hear your name all day. Uh, you know, uh, and, and not for, you know, personal fouls. So let's, let's, let's see where this team goes. They are getting better. There's no denying Daniel Jones is a good quarterback. People can bite me if they don't think so. Um, this guy's been disrespected for way too long. He's the best quarterback, uh, in, in New York city right now. That's for sure. And I think if, if the giants, can figure out how to not blow it in the final minutes. Uh, these guys will be all right. Again, this team should be two and one and in first place. And I'm yeah. tired of saying they should be, they should be because they're never, but they're on the door. It's not like they're getting blown out and it's not like they don't belong on the field with anybody. No. Yeah. Right. And to your Daniel Jones point, all those people that say like Daniel Jones, isn't the guy like this and that about Daniel Jones. What else? What do you want him to be? Like, he isn't Aaron Rodgers. He isn't Patrick Mahomes. He can't go out there, sling it for 50 yards and throw, I mean, 50 times and throw for 500 yards and win you a game. He's, he's a, he's, he's a system guy. Like he, he can, you can run him the football. He can run the football. Great. He can find the targets. Great. He can throw it long. But, but you still need to run the football with him. You still need to get everything else going around him. Like, he, he, these past three weeks have shown he isn't an Aaron Rodgers. He isn't a Russell Wilson. He isn't a, a Patrick Mahomes because he can't single-handedly go out there and win games against these, these mediocre teams. 
But he, that isn't Giants football. So I don't know what these guys are thinking or, or talking about because well, Eli Manning never came out and threw for 500 yards and eight touchdowns and, and just dominated a game like that because that's not Giants football. So I, I don't know what I, – I, I don't understand how after at least these three games you, you, anyone can still have some sort of malice towards Daniel Jones. But back to this game – Sean, how do you see it playing out? Uh, big fat L is what I see coming. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I want to be hopeful about this team. I really do. I Going into the season, this is the most hope I've had since 2016. But, I I mean, after the first couple of weeks, I just don't see it happening. I, I mean, our most favorable games in the schedule were all at the start of the season, our first three games, and we weren't able to come away with wins in any of those. I mean, this is a really tough stretch that we're going into. I understand you guys don't think the Cowboys are great, but the way our defense is playing right now, I they'd hang up 35 on us easily, and there's no chance that we're putting up those points. So. And with the Saints, I mean, they have one of the better defenses in the league right now. They've been getting after the passer. I'm pretty sure they lead the league in interceptions, uh, and they're right there in takeaways. They they take the ball away. And luckily, Daniel Jones has been good with taking care of the ball. But, I mean, there's other guys in the team that obviously, uh, wink, wink, Evan Ingram, talking to you, give up the ball uh, like it's their job. So, I mean, I, I just don't see it ending well. Jameis Winston, uh, Joe's favorite uh, MVP candidate. Uh, I, I think that he's going to end up tearing up the secondary. And we saw it last week with Cordell Patterson. Um, Alvin Kamara is just a 10 times better Cordell Patterson. If you think that we had trouble with him, what do you think Alvin Kamara is going to do to us? I I just don't see it being pretty. Um, I mean, luckily, Teron Armstead is out for the Saints, so maybe we'll be able to get some pass rush, but I just don't believe in that because um, they have Ryan Ramchak on the other side, who is one of the better right tackles in the league. So I don't see it ending up well. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Um, but I, I, I don't think it's going to be a win. So I, I see the Saints winning this one probably, I'd probably say around 28 to 17. I could see it, I was putting up 17 points. So I, I think it'll be around a 10 point loss, but I don't see it happening. All right. Zay, you were just saying how, uh, you weren't too, too sold on the Saints. So can the Giants go in and get it done? Oh. James Winston, my friend, has been hot and cold. First week hot, second week cold, third week hot. If That's all the James right, experience, baby. This week he should be cold. So I'm actually going to take the Giants this week, believe it or not. And I'm only taking the Giants because I believe James Winston will be cold this week, and I think the Giants may get more possessions than you know they normally get and should be able to pull this off, and I don't think the defense will be on the field at the end of the game. I'm hoping. I'm, this is just me being optimistic now as a Giants fan again. But, no, I do think the Giants can win this game. Like you guys said, I think Daniel Jones has been getting disrespected. The man's a baller. We've seen it on that run play where he just ran over the goddamn linebacker like he was a corner. And, he, you know, and and like and like Sean mentioned, not to bring it up, he, he's throwing ridiculous numbers with a terrible line. He didn't have the legendary running backs that Eli Manning might have had behind him, whether it was the Thunder and Lightning trio or whether it was Tiki Barber or somebody behind him. And not to mention that was a very solid offensive line for the Giants between those Eli Manning years because we we knew everybody's name on that line. That's how solid they were, you know. So uh, uh, for me, I think the Giants, I think they pulled this off. I, I think they pulled this off. I think this is a Winston game. I think it comes down to him playing better, and I don't think he will play well. And I think the Giants will find a way to get this win and go one and three and hopefully start right in the ship. Yeah, uh, I like it. I, I actually do think uh, – I know I was dramatic about the Giants, and I, I'm 
very upset with how they played. I do think they kind of match up well um, as far as defensively. I I feel like defensively this might be sort of a get-right game because I feel like the best thing has been the the corners have been getting burned. And I I don't see Jameis Winston – I mean, he doesn't have – no Michael Thomas. I mean, he doesn't have those great wide receivers – He's going to look to get it to Alvin Kamara. And I think our linebackers have been playing all right. I, I think they're going to be able to slow him down. I, you can't shut down a guy like Alvin Kamara. So I do think the Giants can keep it close that way. But it's all just going to come down to, to the play con. And will Jason Garrett give Daniel Jones the reins to be able to let him loose? I mean, nope. I, I don't know. And, and Who's starting linebacker now? Take Crowder, right? Take Crowder, yeah. Take Crowder and Reggie Special. We're going to find out he's a special player. We're going to find oh, out he's one of those guys. He had a good game last week. Yeah. Gonna find oh, out. I'll tell you what, dude. That fumble, oh, he yeah. was about to scoop that thing up and run it back. Yeah. And, uh, he I did last year who, against Washington. Yeah, I forget who it was. Somebody fell on it and literally wrestled the ball away from him. Had I think it was that. Lorenzo Carter. Was it Lorenzo oh. Carter? I remember it was somebody. One of the big guys fell on it, and I thought, boy, if he didn't mess with that, uh, Crowder was taking that to the house. Yeah, we're gonna find we got a Jim and Carter late round pick. Yeah, he's something else, Mister yeah. Mister Irrelevant. Yeah, Mr. Irrelevant. He's yeah, very he's relevant. a beast. But uh, I, the key here is going to be you, Evan Ingram and Saquon Barkley. They're gonna struggle because the Mario Davis is a beast. Evan Ingram struggles regardless. Yeah, but I get it, Zay. But those can't be the number one and two targets. I think he, this is a Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony is going to really have to step up. He looked great in the couple times he got the ball last week. I, I think that now's his chance to to really break out. Those guys. I mean, whoever doesn't have Marshawn Lattimore on him, then I think the other might might be able to get some work done, especially. And I think Daniel Jones will be able to find it and get it done. But I, I'm going to go the Giants because I am I never pick against the Giants, but uh, my enthusiasm for the game is at an all-time low. Let's just say that. The Giants have turned red zone possessions into touchdowns 33% of the time so far this season. Yeah. Converting 44% of their third downs. What's the average? No hundred. No, it's much higher what's, than that. What's the league average. <laughs> no. What do you think? Uh, red zone, they're like thirtieth in the league, I think, right now. Thirty first. Yeah, they're yeah. Terrible. Got to be. You should be up near like sixty percent, at least so, in the fifties. Well, you can't, yeah. you can't run the ball. Teams are expecting to pass. Just makes things a little harder to do when you you know. So, well, mix it up. Get Kadarius Tony involved. Run trick plays. Do end yeah. arounds. Everybody and when you have the, the most predictable play caller in the league. It's it's tough. Again, right? I told you about the play call situation. You should have hired B enemy. You wanted a, a, a play calling mastermind. You should have hired B enemy. That's what you should have done. I if if this continues, I think we should just fire Jason Garrett and give the reins to Freddie Kitchens. I would, it, Freddie Kitchens can't be worse than Jason Garrett right now. Can't be. <laughs> That's a good point. And yeah, uh, I. Enough with this enemy stuff because I, I I get it, but th- there's a reason what why you, you say no, he'll no, go to a team he'll go listen, to a team like the Eagles. Listen, he'll fire listen to me, he'll get listen to me Zay. He's like 
Josh McDaniels. Okay. He's he's all set up. He, he gets an interview every every offseason, but but he's not going to take it because he's waiting. He's he's going to take over with no, Andy no, Reid. He, he wasn't and, offered a job. He would have took the Giants job if he was offered. He wasn't offered a job. He was interviewed. He wasn't offered. That's the difference. Josh McDaniel was offered jobs by multiple teams that he turned down. He even accepted a job and then ended up going back to New England. The enemy wasn't offered anything. He was interviewed, but he was never offered. So why do you think he wasn't offered? Something in that interview came up that showed that he had a lot of loyalty. The guy guy who's took the team, offensive coordinator for two Super Bowl teams now. No, I I get it, but there's got to be a reason, and I think that's the reason. I think he's... Connect any reason Look, he just wants to take over the Chiefs. The same reason, I don't know. Maybe it's the same reason why Raheem Morris isn't with the Falcons no more. And they haven't looked good since he left. So I'm not getting into that neither. All right. Yeah, you're not wrong. But uh, all right. Now let's take a quick break and we will be right back to talk about other news around the league. It's been a pretty wet summer in Connecticut, and that means more mosquitoes than ever. If you didn't have your home service for mosquito control and find you're spending most of your time outside flooding those little pests, you are in luck. Mosquito Shield of Central Connecticut provides the best value in mosquito control services because of how they treat your yard using the Mosquito Shield Tailored Treatment System. They don't use a fixed schedule or an identical product one-size-fits-all service program because you can't control mosquitoes on a set number of sprays or visits. Unlike the competition, Mosquito Shield of Central Connecticut will service you for this season whatever it takes to provide superior results. This promise has awarded them an industry-leading consumer retention rating of 90%. Visit MosquitoShieldCT.com to schedule an appointment with Wade DeCesare and enjoy the rest of your summer mosquito-free. That is Mosquito Shield. Go to MosquitoShieldCT.com to check them out. And I know the summer's coming to an end, but they don't just have Mosquito Shield. They also got Tick Shield. And when the leaves come down, you know the ticks are going to be out. So make sure you give them a call then, too, during the fall. But now let's talk about what's going on around the league. And we had a big, big conversation in our CMG Sports group chat on Facebook about who was the best rookie so far this year. And I, I, in my opinion, no one has really stood out. No one's really taken the reins. No one's really come out of the gates like jo- like Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert has last year. So my question is, which rookie QB has a chance to break out later on down the season? Joe, I know you're going to talk about your boy, Mac Jones, so let's just get it done. Over with. Listen, I, I think we need to clear something up here, right? Like, Mac Jones is a good quarterback. He wasn't good because he had good receivers in Alabama. He wasn't good because Nick Saban was his coach. He was good because his accuracy is off the charts. It's it's on par with the best guys in the NFL. That's the kind of accuracy that this kid has. Okay. Uh, he's a smart dude. He's going to be successful. Now, is he going to be the best of the bunch? No. Is that the question? Yeah. Uh, who's going to break out? Look, Justin Fields is supremely talented. I don't know what he's going to do behind that atrocious offensive line. So I don't know where that breakout's coming. Trevor Lawrence looks awful. 
He's overwhelmed. They're asking him to do too much. Again, terrible offensive line. Justin Wilson, honestly, I'm almost at a point where uh, another week or two, he's a mistake. Exactly. There's no chance for success for Lawrence or Wilson this season, period. And Trey Lance isn't even playing. So this is going to come down the fields mm-hmm. and Jones. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'll take my chances with Jones because he's on a much better team. He's in a much better situation. He's got protection. He's got weapons. So I like Mac Jones to break out because I think Mac can be developed in a better way. Listen, they had him throw the ball 51 times last week. He threw three interceptions. Didn't go. It didn't go well. <laughs> no. As a game manager, he's fantastic. When you're asking him to do too much, and none of these guys right now is capable of that. So, yeah. Again, I think the guy who's most primed to finish this season well and make the playoffs possibly is Mac Jones of the Patriots. No. <laughs> Zay, you're shocked. You, like, yes, I am. I'm. I'm. I'm, to- I'm totally shocked by that take. Um, but I'll let Sean go first before we get into it. So, all right, Sean. Um. Yeah. I mean, the answer would be Mac Jones, but it should be Trey Lance because I Jimmy Garoppolo needs to. They need to get rid of him. He he's not doing the job. The the Forty ers could be. Such a better team if they hand it over to Trey Lance. And especially with Shanahan's play calling, I think that could be electric. I mean, they they didn't trust him at the end of the first half to go in on the third and goal with two seconds left. They didn't trust Jimmy G. They had to pull him out. They bring in Trey Lance, and he gets a touchdown right away. I think with that running game and with Shanahan's scheming, I I think Trey Lance should be the quarterback for the Niners. And I I think if he was to uh, be the quarterback, I think he would be the one to break out. But Unfortunately, I don't see that happening anytime soon. I, I hope it does, but I, I think they'll just give him packages to get in there. Um, but I don't know what they see in Jimmy G, but they should give it over Trey Lance. But uh, it, it will be Mac Jones. Uh, yeah, all right, Obi, but it should be is the, is the key, what I said. <laughs> Mac, uh, Mac Jones, he's, I think he has the highest floor, obviously. He doesn't doesn't make a ton of mistakes. Like Joe said, he's a game manager, and I, I think he'll he'll do well in New England, but I, I think the other guys, you know, not this season. I think down the line later in the careers will obviously do better. Not Zach Wilson because he's on the Jets, and that's not going to go anywhere but south. Um, but Trevor Lawrence, I think that uh, once they fire Urban Meyer, he goes to USC, I, I think he'll be in a better spot. Uh, he's definitely got to do better with uh, his selection. I mean, he has seven interceptions in three games, which is god-awful. He's got to be better. Uh with throwing the ball downfield and being more safe with the ball. And Justin Fields, like Joe said, Matt Nagy is uh, an absolute idiot. I mean, given he he wants this dude to to die out there. He really – I mean, he wants Andy Dalton back in there as, as quick as he can because I he did nothing to help out Justin Fields. Um, obviously, Justin Fields is supremely talented, but he doesn't – the only receiver he has is Allen Robinson. Um, he, he doesn't have – his offensive line is terrible, so – I don't see it happening until they fire Matt Nagy. It's not going to work out. Um, same thing with Trevor Lawrence. And like I said, with Zach Wilson, the Jets, they're the Jets. So uh, we know how that's going to end. So for right now, I'd say Mac Jones, but it should be Trey Lance. They, they got to get him in there. Let me say one more thing about Justin Fields. I don't th- think Matt Nagy and company even know what to do with this kid. I don't they even don't think know. they understand. It, 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 it's like giving a 15-year-old a Ferrari. Uh, I don't think that they have any idea. They don't have the the weapons. They don't have the the support for this guy. It's a tough situation for Justin Fields because, again, if you're talking talent, 
he's by far the best of the bunch. But yeah. given where he is and given who his coaches are, if there's a breakout, it's not going to be later this season. It's going to be when there's a new head coach in 2022. Uh, well, I agree with both what Sean and Joe are saying to an extent with everything they're saying. They're not saying anything wrong, but Justin Fields will be the quarterback that breaks out, and it will be because Matt Nagy won't be here after a couple more weeks. I think he's got to be got one more week, and then he will be fired. Yeah, like like like, like Rissa says, he will be fired at the end if he loses this week. So I think Justin Fields will be the one to break out, but. I do believe we're looking at the wrong side of the ball to be looking for breakout rookies. And I think that's part of the issue with this year. I think we've been blessed with some really good rookies over the last few years who have come out better than most rookies do. Cause you gotta remember if you're, if you're tanking for these people, you're pretty on, you're on a pretty bad team. That's why you're getting this quarterback in the first place. So you don't expect these players to have great, you know, years like these boroughs have been having and uh, Herbert's have been having. I think we have to look defensively, and I think you have to look. Micah Parsons might be that person who's going to be the rookie of the year. He's had the best year by far of any rookie I've seen so far this year. They moved him to a pass rushing position, and he looks like a dominant force. So I think we got to lower our expectations on this quarterback situation and realize quarterbacks need to develop in the NFL. It's going to take more than one, two, three years for them to learn. And I think that we just got to come to that ex- exception. I think, like I said, we've gotten lucky with these couple of like the Herberts, the Burroughs, the, the, these quarterbacks who have come out and been really, really good. That's just not everyone. It's not going to happen. We've seen it with our own quarterback, Daniel Jones. It's taken him a while to develop, and he came out not too long ago neither. So I think it's going to be probably defensive this year for a breakout rookie. I don't think it's going to come on the offensive side of the ball. I just don't. All right. I mean, I said this in our group chat when we were having it. I think we all – the wool was pulled over our eyes with these quarterbacks because we took the need for so many teams as quarterback for, for, for quarterbacks as there are so many good quarterbacks. And do I, I do still have think that all, all five of the first round quarterbacks can still make an impact and still be starters in this league. But I, I refuse say that they, there obviously is some development that needs to be done and it, it's going to take some time. But to answer this question, which rookie QB has the best chance to break out later on down the season? Oh, I said Justin. Uh, uh, no, no, uh, no, yeah, Justin Fields, I think, as far as just QB play, I think Justin Fields, it, uh, but with Matt Nagy there, it's rough. I think if he can get his legs going and just – uh, honestly, say screw Matt Nagy and do his own thing. I, I think he can really break out and be just based on play. I, he needs to do that. He honestly needs to do that. I don't care. He needs to do that because he he will die if he doesn't. Like Joe said, Matt Nagy's out there trying to get this man killed. Just having him drop back and just eat sacks after sacks, it's ridiculous. But – does anybody know why Ovi Muniz keeps commenting Najee Harris? We're talking he, about quarterbacks. He, he thinks we're what? talking about rookie of the year. But uh, don't worry, I'll get to that. But uh, for me, for this, the breakout quarterback rookie QB is going to be Trey Lance. 
Because, like you said, Joe, with Mac Jones, he has the best stuff around him. He's set up to succeed. And we all know with Jimmy G's uh, injury history, he's probably not going to make it through the rest of the season. And, and he stinks. And he does stink. Listen, I, I hate to break it to both of you, <laughs> but if Kyle Shanahan thought for one second – that Trey Lance was capable of taking over this offense already. No, he would have no, done it. You're right. He would have done it. So, so listen, I like the idea. Listen, as, as a breakout candidate later in the season, yes, I think he'll continue to get into more packages. I think slowly but surely Trey Lance will end up taking an equal amount of snaps than Garoppolo, and then Garoppolo just won't be on the field for most of the game anymore. And I think that's going to be, I think it's going to be a slow transition. So I don't know when, I don't know when the breakout's going to happen, but I think, I think they're going to slowly turn this thing over to him. And again, they've got the weapons and they've got uh, a unique skill set with a lot of these guys to be able to do stuff like that. So, yeah, really, like the 49ers are a winning team, right? Yeah, yeah. Really, they're a winning team, right? Yes. They lost by a BS field goal because they left too much time on the clock for Aaron Rodgers. This is why they have one loss. Jimmy G isn't going anywhere. He's not playing terrible by far. He's, I don't know what you guys are watching. He, not, he, he wasn't good on Sunday night. Quarterback, that's for sure. But he's getting the job done. He's doing yeah, Getting the job done. He got the job done last year, and where did that get him? Bro, he didn't get the job done last year because he was, he was hurt. For he was hurt last year. What are you talking about? The year before that, year before yeah, that, before I'm that. saying he. I mean, give me a break. If, if, listen, listen, listen. He got carried if, by his defense and running bro, game. Yeah, bro. If, if again, if they he had a hundred passer rating in two of the three games he's played, he's thrown for over two hundred yards. Then why did they trade up and spend their the, the third I, overall I, pick I, I on a quarterback? Then why did they pay Jimmy G so much money in the part of the, the plan? Same team that paid him a ton something. of money to come there in Let the first place. Something. You, the it's second, about the same team that the paid him a ton of money. Think Trey Lance is okay. ready to take over this offense full time, and you're seen with Wilson and Lawrence. Not a great idea to throw him in from day one if you can ease him in. It, it could they be a year or two. Jimmy G. They told Jimmy could, G before the season. It's not going to be taken over it has to be. as soon as he's ready. You're, you mentor him. You do your thing, no, and you no. can stamp your ticket to wherever you want to go next season, Jimmy. He is not a Patrick Mahomes. You are not about to do this for six weeks and be five and one and pull Jimmy G for Trey Lance. That is not happening. I didn't realize that Patrick Mahomes was mentored by Alex Smith and then eventually no, he's had a whole season. No, wait a minute. You you think you think that if the next two weeks Jimmy G lights it up, we think that's happening week six? What's wrong no. with you? No, it's not happening. And that's what I'm telling you, it's not happening. Uh, he might listen, go the whole year as quarterback. As he's the season losing. goes on, and as this as the Niners get to five and three with five and four looming. With Seattle and Arizona it, in that it, division, it, it, you don't think at some point they're going to be like, no. this guy's garbage. They're not going to play he's Philly a, out of it. He's they're not going to play Philly out of it. They're not going to be decent quarterback. Listen, guys. They're going to be foolish. They're be foolish to start a rookie when you have a chance to make the playoffs, win a division, to be stupid to go with the rookie. I just think it would be Dolphins dumb. Did it. Dolphins just did it a year ago. You saw that happen. Yeah, and look at how that's going for them. 
It's Jimmy cool. G's not taking them anywhere. That's that yes. Jimmy G stands for Jimmy Garbage. <laughs> I don't necessarily think that. I think that there's good. a reason that the traded up to draft Trey Lance, and that was because Kyle Shanahan, as much as of an offensive genius as he is, he's sick and tired of this old school football that, that he's limited with Jimmy G. Now he's got a kid who can come out, be mobile, do a lot of things Jimmy G can't do. And I mean, you've already seen it. He, he comes right. in. And don't forget, this kid barely played football the last two years. He shows up in the NFL and he's chucking touchdowns immediately. He's way better than Jimmy G. As soon as yes. he understands this offense enough, I don't I'm not, care I'm what not, I will disagree with you on that. He may be better in the long run. He's definitely way more skilled. He's definitely way more athletic than him. But right now, currently, your best option is Jimmy G going forward. Say, read the question. Zay, it's on the screen. I understand. I understand. You're not listening to what I'm saying. You're talking about defensive players. You're not listening to what I'm saying. Later down the season, you're like, next Jimmy G will be the starter full year. Trey Lance won't even get that opportunity. You're wasting your time on that. He's not getting the opportunity. He won't be the breakout quarterback. Just it, it, it's, it's, it's Bro, a he's point. already getting. What are you talking about? No, he he's comes in for a couple it. of gadget plays. He's he's no more than Taysom Hill right now. They Cut didn't draft out. him to be a gadget play guy. They drafted him to be the starting. Hey, they might not have drafted him to be that, but that's what he is right now, and that's what he'll be probably for the rest of the season. He's right now, that is what he is. He's going to come you in think as long as they are in playoff contention. Don't you think if right now the Jets could be running Zach Wilson in 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 wildcat packages? Or I mean, because he's awful. He's awful. <laughs> and I that? said he was going to be awful. And you said they were going to win the division. Well, yeah. I, I, you I, said I, they I, were going to win a division. Well, you two took the obvious picks of the Bills, so I had to throw out somebody. Say the Dolphins in the past. Those are both better than the Jets. He hates yeah. Tua. Why would he Tua, pick the Dolphins? Okay. And he hates the Patriots. Lack of better so he, backed himself, he backed himself into a corner and he had to take the freaking Jets. It was ridiculous. I'm just yeah. apologize. You took the, yeah, I took the two it on to <laughs> I didn't want to be the, I didn't want to be the one to take the third one. We wasting our time here. What are we on the show for? We all gonna pick the same shit. <laughs> all right. Before we move on from this, I do want to say there's a reason Jace is wearing a hat. Yes. You want to be next? Yeah, and tune in to throwing jabs to figure out why. Yeah, please but do Saturday long. morning, ten o'clock. Uh, it's well worth it. I'll even run some video back. Uh, of a bet oh, that I, I didn't even make that Jace for some reason you oh you already did it yeah yeah but uh yeah so uh, yeah tune in for that but before we move on from this I, I gotta say J- Jimmy G taking him to the Super Bowl that's all great but that was where Kyle Shanahan saw what Jimmy G was and just a field manager system guy who can just barely get it done he can't win you a game that's why you go out and get a guy like a Trey Lance who what is it? be that mobile and what is Tom Brady? What no, is I get it. I get it. What is Tom Brady? The greatest quarterback to play by a team that what is he? In He's nothing more than a Zay. system quarterback. I get it, Zay. I get it. I think he proved that wrong with the Bucks last year. No, he's not running yeah. the ball. We're not running no options with Brady. We're not running read options. He is more. He's oh, your pocket sure. passer. He's, he's proof that a you don't need him at home. Some quarterback. He's a system he, quarterback. He, he plays he, in the no, system. No, 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 no. 
You couldn't be any more wrong. It's proof that you can still win with a pocket-passing quarterback. So Um, what is your idea of a system quarterback? I give a non-system quarterback is a guy when the play breaks down like a Patrick Mahomes. He breaks the whole thing down, does whatever he wants. He throws it behind his legs under, you know. The system guy sticks to the play. The play don't work. You throw the ball away. That's Tom Brady. There's nobody open. I throw the ball away. Move on to the next play. the same definition. Like, you got those two mixed up. That's well, yeah. first of all, if that's if that is what it is, I want that. I don't want my quarterback just chucking the ball between his legs. That works. <laughs> that works. That it works for the Chiefs. Hold on. Slow down. That works for ESPN's top ten plays. How many times does he throw the ball between his legs and it doesn't make its way on his Sports Center? Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a break. Throw the ball away, and let's go second and eight here. I, oh, we'll be fine. But that's Jimmy All G. Right? That's what you're getting. That's a guy who's going to stick to the play. He's going to stay on schedule. That's a Kyle Shanahan doesn't like that. Kyle Shanahan doesn't want that. Kyle I'll take it in New York. Wants a Kyle Shanahan is in New York. an evasive offensive mind, and he wants to branch out and have a mobile quarterback. So we'll see. I, I do think Trey Lance is in the best situation to break out and – Maybe even win that rookie of the year, and to I mean because Ovi was so adamant about it. Do do we will a QB get rookie of the year? Probably not, right? No, it's it's going to be Michael Parsons. I just said that, but I don't. Well, know there's a defensive I and think, offensive rookie. Of the year. I think Mac no. Jones has a chance to be the rookie of the year if the Patriots make the playoffs. If the Patriots yep. win ten games and get into the postseason, it means that he's put up decent enough numbers. Well, and I think I think he would get it. And I think it would be ironic if he won it uh, when obviously everybody was so high on Trevor Lawrence. Jamar Chase is playing well too. Don't don't sleep on Jamar Chase. He's playing really well at the wide receiver. We got to remember there's still other positions out there other than quarterback and taking yeah. yeah. rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year. Yeah, I was just gonna say I was gonna say either Jamar Chase or Najee Harris would probably be my guess. You don't want to say anything nice about Mac Jones uh, before the show ends. Say no. I mean, he's been fine. I, like I said, I think he's, he's got the highest. No, no, not you, Sean. Not no. you, Sean. You're all right with him. I'm from New York. And, and you will never hear me say anything good about Boston. You're never. all right with him. Never. Yeah. <laughs> I learned my lesson with Mac Jones. I learned my lesson. But uh, yeah, he did. He he sure did. Thing, I don't ever want to speak about Mac Jones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I learned my I lesson. I just think it's funny that he literally laughed at my opening take, then agreed with it, and is the same guy who picked the Jets to win a division. I don't know why you're laughing at me. I don't like it. It's a little mocking. I, I don't understand it. And you've said way worse things on this show than anything I said tonight. Oh, all right, let's move on. Woo, that was intense. <laughs> but I, I do say, I will say, I agree with you, Zay. It, it feels like there are a lot more rookies defensively making an impact more than there are offensively. But uh, we'll see. Who knows? Maybe uh, Chubba Hubbard, Chubba Hubbard will break out during uh, Christian McCaffrey's injury. We'll see. But uh, all right, let's move on Chubba. to best bets. And there we go. Sean and Zay tied for first, two and one. And settle down. It's like the Cowboys are two and one. It's they're three weeks into the season. It's not the crazy. Hey, about that's it. still first, Joe. And we're still tied for also, last. Also, Sean's name should be over Zay's name because it should be alphabetical. That should say Sean two and one, Zay two and one. Yeah. yeah. Right. Why is Joe such a hater? You know what it is. You know what Joe's hating? 
because me and Sean were playing in an important match this week that Joe just had to watch again, oh. and that's why he because <laughs> he made promises that he couldn't keep on his end. That's why he's upset. If you want to go that far. But so, uh, congratulations on your two and one. Things are going to change this week because Jason's going to get into them, and I have the perfect pick for this week. Yeah. All right, you have the perfect pick. Let's, let's go. And that would be Tampa Bay. Yes, sir. I have Tampa Bay. Yes, sir. They're going to destroy the Patriots. Yes, they are. They're not going to lose. Tom Brady's going to go back home. He's going to rip New England apart, and then he's going to come back to the sunny side of Florida and act like nothing ever happened because the New England Patriots aren't nothing without him. And that's just how it will be and continue to be. Mac Jones or not. So, 3-1. Bring it on. He's muted. Yeah, you muted yourself. Uh, I would like to point out, you texted me Patriots minus seven. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But, all right. Because I I, I was confused. I was like, what? That's backwards. You know what I mean? I agree with this more, yeah. I mean, the Bucks minus seven. Patriots. Joe, can Mac Jones keep it close? No. No, I uh, listen. <laughs> let me let me be clear about some things here. I think Matt Jones is better than the other quarterbacks right now. I don't think Matt Jones is going to the Hall of Fame after three weeks, right? I don't think he's going to beat Tom Brady. No, I'm just saying right now. Uh, if I had to start somebody in my fantasy team, it would be Mac over Fields or Lawrence or Wilson. That's it. We'll talk about this again in a couple weeks, and we'll see where we're at. We'll revisit it. No, Mac Jones Mac Jones will play well, and he'll do a couple cool things. And midway through the third quarter, they'll be making the comparison between Brady and, and Mac Jones. And then Brady will throw three straight touchdowns, and the game will be well in hand at that point. It'll be like, I don't know, 42 to 10, and they'll stop that nonsense and they'll they'll let Mac Jones just be Mac Jones, and Bill Belichick will be happy to stop answering questions about how great Tom Brady is, as if somebody's waiting. Somebody seems to be baiting Bill Belichick to be like, "Bob ah, Brady, he's not that good," and it's just not going to happen. Just stop asking about it. How's your relationship with Tom? Do you hate him? No, oh, no, he's great. I love him. Let me ask that question a different way. Is there a way you could go? You want to spite Tom? You want to see Tom die on the field? You know, and, and Belichick's like, no, I, I like him a lot. He's great. Did a lot of great things for us. We had a good time together. When he left, did you, you just were like, hey, well, I'll talk to you on the phone about it. I mean, what? Like, stop the drama about this. No. Tom Brady's great. Bill Belichick's great. They were great together. You know who else was great together? Joe Montana and Bill Walsh, Terry Bradshaw and Chuck Knoll. Like, that's kind of how this works. Why you said that's right? so sure. <laughs> Tom Coughlin and Eli Manning. Tom Coughlin and Eli Manning. But uh, you know, I, I think I think the great coach quarterback combination, I don't know, I don't know why people are like weirded out by it. It's overrated. You know? Dude, I mean, again, do you think if Tom Brady retires and Belichick coaches, let's say another five or ten years, you don't think the Patriots can win another Super Bowl because they don't have Tom Brady? Give me a break. Give me a break. Yeah. It's going to be different. It'll be a different way to get there, but it's still it's still possible. I'm, again, I'm, I don't mean to suggest there, Zay, that that'll be Matt Jones doing it, but the idea yeah. that the Patriots are like never going to win a Super Bowl again without Tom, 
I, I don't I don't necessarily it buy it. It could be. It could be the Jets might never win another Super Bowl without Namath. Uh, I hate to no, say it. It's true. looking that way. But that's like 70 years ago. Yeah. It's looking that way. You know what? Not for nothing. Real quick. I, I had uh, I had a uh, coffee on Monday with a Bears fan. And I was bitching about the Giants. And he was like, dude, come on. You know, the greatest quarterback in our franchise history is Jake Cutler. Well, you know what that feels like? You know, that's not what you want. They have never had a good quarterback in Chicago. Never. There's a misnomer that uh, Jim McMahon was good. He had one or two good years, 85, 86. That was pretty much about Jim's entire run of his career. Mike Tomzak or Jim Harbaugh. Uh, are, uh, I mean, Sid Luckman is probably the best Bears quarterback ever. That's a guy that played in the 50s. So, you know, it, it, the, the Giants can be upset, but, you know, you you've had – amazing talent on your football teams. You, you've you had a Phil Sims and an Eli and now a, a young Daniel Jones showing a ton of promise. You know, we were talking about running backs. I mean, look at the Bears. Since Walter Payton, Matt Forte, there's been a handful of guys that have had a couple, but no one's had a sustained run. They didn't have thunder and lightning. They didn't have a, 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 a Tiki Barber. They haven't had that. We, we've been spoiled with these great things. So it could be a lot worse is all I'm saying. Yeah, but to bring it back to this game, uh, I would. Yeah, I don't know where I got off on that <laughs> yeah. tangent. My apologies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll get to the Bears in a little bit. But uh, the I, I do think Mac Jones has an, could keep them close in this game because no. it is going to come down. No, listen. Jay, Sunday it's night. gonna listen, say, listen, please listen to me while I speak. The secondary for the Bucks has been <laughs> terrible. They brought in Richard Sherman out of the retirement home to come play for them. This whole defense, really, besides I, I'd say the linebackers have a Super Bowl hangover. They only have three sacks uh on, on the season, and Shaq Barrett was a beast last year. So something's going on with that. Something's going on there. So if they can't pressure Mac Jones and they give him time, and and he they will force him to throw fifty times again, like last year. I mean, like last week. But I mean, the the secondary struggling, so he can light up that secondary and he can keep it close. But I mean, that's not Mac Jones. You can't throw for fifty yards. So I mean, fifty times a game. That that's what he he he'll have to do, and I think that's what the Bucks are gonna try and do. But uh, so I, I do think Mac Jones has the ability to keep it close and can, but I don't see it happening. But Sean, how do you see this game playing out? Uh, yeah, it's gonna be an interesting game, definitely. Um, I just have a weird feeling that the Patriots are gonna cover. I I think that the Bucks are gonna win, but. I, I just think that it's going to be a close game. I just I think that it's been hyped up all week that and 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 like you said, the Bucks defense hasn't been that great. I mean they they haven't been rushing the passer. They've been banged up in the secondary. They've been given a, a lot of yards and points. So and and the Pats defense is could be somewhat stingy. So I, I think this could be um not like a a super low scoring game, but I think it'd be relatively low scoring. I, I think that the the Bucks will or excuse me the Patriots will keep it within seven. I could see. The Bucks winning this one 31 to 24. Or it, it might be a push. I, I think it will be a push, but I just I just don't think it's gonna be a blowout. So I 
Uh, I expect a good one. It will be interesting to see how, how the fans react to Tom Brady coming back. I, I think they'll give him a warm welcome. I mean, they should after giving them six Super Bowls, but uh, you never know. So uh, it will definitely be fun to watch, though. All right, Sean, we were just talking about the Bears. You don't think they're going to get it done at home against the Lions? No. The Lions, I mean, they've been playing pretty decent ball. They, I mean, if it weren't for uh, NFL record last week, 66-yard field goal, they would have beat the Ravens. Um, you know, they held tough with the the Packers for the first half. And then uh, the week before that, the Niners, they gave them a good fight. Uh, they obviously came back. They un- only ended up losing by eight. And with the Bears, I mean, we saw that their their offensive line can't protect for Justin Fields. Uh, the Bears don't even know who their quarterback is going to be this week. Matt Nagy said that there's a chance that all three, Nick Foles, Andy Dolan, or Justin Fields. So he's just an idiot. He doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't know who his QB is. It's between three guys. <laughs> That's a good way so. to put it. <laughs> and and I, the Lions are underrated. They have a, they have a pretty good defense. Uh, I think that they'll get after the quarterback, obviously. And uh, that Jared Goff doesn't have a lot of help from his receivers, but they have a really good running game with uh, DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams. So even if the Lions do end up losing, I think it's going to be a really close game. But I, I think the Lions are going to get the first win of the season. I, I think that they'll uh, end up you know, winning. I, I'd take them on the money line probably, but I think Lions plus three would be a good bet. So, uh, yeah, I, I just don't believe in the Bears at this point. And Giants, us as Giants fans should be rooting for that because if the Bears suck this year, we have a chance of getting two top ten picks or maybe even top five. So... Got a roof against the Bears every week, and I I think it will happen this week. Are you assuming the Giants are going to lose that much? Yeah. <laughs> They're not, not going to be pretty. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to not when they're 0-3 right now. It's hard the to not. Schedule only gets, they have the uh, <laughs> toughest remaining schedule in the league. You're talking about a division where you can win it at eight games. Nine. Not, hey, not, but you, you realize that the Cowboys, there aren't all division games left, right? No, I'm aware of that, but do you realize the rest of our division is trash too, right? I don't know. The Cowboys aren't that bad. Obviously, they'll they'll blow it in the playoffs. I believe that, but they'll they're gonna win ten plus games this year. I Easily. think we're giving them way too much credit. Like Joe said, they should have blew that game against the Chargers. All right, and then they they took it to the defending Super Bowl well, champions, no. lost in the last second there. And I mean, they still beat the Chargers, and then they beat the crap out of the Eagles. They, their offense is explosive, especially with them using Tony Pollard, and they lead the league in takeaways right now. They might not have a great defense, but they take the ball away, which is huge for them. Trayvon Diggs looks like a superstar. Their pass rush, even with Demarcus Lawrence gone, has looked good with Michael Parsons playing DN. So I hate, believe me, I hate the Cowboys more than anything in this world. But I to think that they're not a good team to to just say that just because you're a Giants fan is no. I think that's literally just said the four the. The Buccaneers' defense has fallen off. They're still on a hangover. So if you go back to Week One, the Cowboys' first game, they play. They lost to a Buccaneers defense that probably wasn't playing their best football. So you got to throw in that. So you There's, lose I mean, to that still team. The Buccaneers. You win against a, a, a slop of a team against the Chargers that you probably should have lost. You probably what was that seventeen or fourteen? You think the Chargers are a slop team? Chargers aren't that good of a team, bro. They're not that good. I think they could be way better, miles better than what they should be. They're not that good. I'm sorry. What? They're not that good. Put a I think you're points. just you're just trying to make yeah, any excuse to the defense. You're not that good, bro. I don't want to hear it, bro. Dallas defense is lousy, bro. No, listen. Speaking of the Chargers, I got the Chargers. You're gonna lose that minus one. three. No, no, Ooh. no, no. You want to know why? Because I don't see the Raiders. Coming into Los Angeles and beating Justin Herbert. <laughs> what a callback right there. <laughs> That's the only reason I, I heard the last one. That was a good one. 
Oh, and Justin very, Herbert very well done, Jerry. That was a good one. Brilliant. Oh, the 3-0 Raiders, though. Oh, man. Keep no, I do, th- I do think the Raiders are – I mean, they're good, but I, I don't see them as a 4-0 team. I, I don't see them keeping it up. Uh, and Justin Herbert just had a big game last week. Uh, big win against the Chiefs. I, I think he continues to roll and gets it done at home. Can I see it any different? Zay, you, you think the Raiders can get done on the road? Yeah, I think the Raiders will get done. It'll be 4-0. Are you crazy? I'm not worried about the Chargers. I tell you, you're happy about Yeah, they beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs haven't looked that great this year. They haven't really looked well, that great. Yeah, listen, I think the Raiders are played better than what anybody thought they were going to play, and I think the Chargers have actually played worse. The Chiefs and, are 1-2. Yeah. <laughs> they haven't played that good this year. I I I suspect the Chargers will turn things around and the Raiders aren't going to go 17 and 0 so they are going to have to lose some games and I think because of the week end that Jace just had I would love for this to happen. I would love for the Chargers to win this football game so that Jace could be right. That's how I feel. <laughs> hey, hey. I won't uh, regardless of the weekend I had in college football, in my in my uh, best bets, in my MMA picks, I'm still the king of fantasy locks, and we'll get to that. But Joe, still still going against the Jags? Yeah, oh yeah, that's uh, <laughs> a safe what is these SpongeBob Square picks? Let's just pick the team that can't throw the ball at all. Hey, how about how about one of these come through for me before we start calling them SpongeBob SquarePant picks? Because uh, so far the Jags have actually played pretty well. I feel like the Bengals, though, I wasn't necessarily sold on Joe Burrow uh, last couple weeks. I definitely feel like I could put some faith in this guy. And, uh, yeah, I think he uh, lights Jacksonville up, and I think they win this game by a couple scores. Yeah, all right. I mean, so much so, your fantasy lock is Joe Burrow. Just continue. Just chipping away. Ah, (laughs) The only way they're going to win is if Joe Burrow lights it up. And you're right, Zay. Jamar Chase has been fantastic. Certainly looks like he could be the rookie of the year. But uh, speaking of fantasy locks, while I'm doing terrible in all my other picks, Damn, oh, damn. I am killing it. Here, 30, I had 20-something points. Came in second behind Tom Brady. I'll take that. And I had Aaron Jones, now Josh Allen. Dude, what a wild pick for you to go with Josh Allen. Wow, it was a ballsy move. (laughs) All right, Josh Allen against Washington. They picked Washington as a best Washington's given up 92 points in three games. Their defense is terrible. I picked Washington to cover, not necessarily win. (laughs) Let's not not throw it out there like that. Okay. Okay, I'll guarantee this week I don't got a SpongeBob square pick. But Zay, dude, that was unlucky. Christian McCaffrey getting injured. That's not unlucky. That's Christian McCaffrey luck. I should have known better myself. I, I knew it was a matter of time before he got hurt. I just didn't know when. I've said it every. I've said he gets hurt every year. It's just a matter of time. We're in like week one. We arguing that like about Christian McCaffrey. Okay, and and y'all told me he never gets hurt. He never gets hurt. No thanks, guys. Yeah, I him and he got hurt. And we were worried about Saquon not making it through the season. You know what the sucky part is? Is I I actually uh, have McCaffrey in two of my fantasy leagues. Ha <laughs> ha. 
My first oh, pick in rough. two leagues. Yeah, e. what a yeah. bum. I knew I should have gone with Kamara. <laughs> All right, now the reigning Fantasy Locks champ will continue to be the Fantasy Locks champ as Rob Gronkowski visits the Pats. He's been Brady's best target, especially in the red zone, leading in uh, receiving touchdowns for the Bucks, And now, I mean, I'm a wrestling fan. And, I mean, the, the the face, Tom Brady getting all the cheers. Yay, you brought us a bunch of championships. Yay, that's all cool. But I'm here for the booze. I'm here for the heel. People in New England, people in Boston hate Rob Gronkowski because of the way he exited the team. So I expect – I don't they, think that's the true. Brady, they do. They do. Trust me. I got friends in Boston. They, 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 they all told them. Is Gronk going to play? Yeah, he will play. He sure he's he's get oh, he, yeah. He, he got a he's injured last game. He yeah. left the game last weekend. He'll get it done. He'll be there. It's Patriots season. And if not, if not, I'll give you guys a catch-up week. It's okay. But, uh, yeah, I got Gronk getting it done on the road. I hope he plays now. Thanks for the catch-up week. We uh, we needed it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, let's go Sean. Devontae Adams against the Steelers. Your second time picking a wide receiver against the Steelers. Stephon yep. Diggs didn't um, work out too well week one, though. Yeah. Uh, so, my best bets have been good. My fantasy locks for the second year in a row have been terrible. For, I, I can't pick fantasy locks. I, it's not, not my specialty. So, I tried to think outside the box with uh, Daniel Jones last week. Didn't work out for me. So, I'm going uh, right back to a SpongeBob square pick. Uh, the Steelers' secondary has been terrible this year. Devontae Adams has only gotten better each game, just as the Packers offense has, and Aaron Rodgers. So I think that will continue this week. Uh, I think that they're going to throw all over the Steelers. So uh, hopefully I get back uh, into this this fantasy lock race. But knowing my luck, Devontae Adams will have two catches for 18 yards probably. But uh, I'm, I'm going to give it a shot. So Devontae Adams, let's get it done, bud. Uh, I hope not. I have him in fantasy. But uh, speaking of SpongeBob Square picks, I, I don't necessarily think that's too much of a SpongeBob. Square. The Steelers, they still, while they don't have TJ Watt, they still got Michael, uh, Minka Fitzpatrick. So, and there's more time to get the ball downfield, though. Yeah. But uh, all right, speaking of SpongeBob Square picks, Zay Tyreek Hill <laughs> at the Eagles. It's not a SpongeBob Square pick. And I think this is wrong. The, Char- the Chiefs are one and two. <laughs> they have the same record as the Eagles. They easily could lose this game. And Tyreek Hill hasn't had – he didn't have a great game so far. His fantasy points have been eh, – they've been up and down. So I wouldn't say this is a SpongeBob square pick. I would say this is a – I hope it works for me. He doesn't get hurt this time pick because – yeah, last week was rough. Six points was rough. It was early he went out, too. That was I had to watch the rest of the game and yeah. realize I was going to deal with this on Wednesday. So, yeah. Let's hope he just stays healthy. And I don't think this is that 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 easy of a pick to make. I don't think it's that cutthroat. It's not like Rob Gonkowski against the Patriots. That, that's a square pick. He might not even play. What? Healthy is a square pick, but yes, he might not play. Healthy, that's a square pick. They they don't have anybody that can guard him on that team. I don't think they have anybody that can guard it and receive it on that team. Yeah, so the SpongeBob square pick would have been Tom Brady. But I, but I like the heels more than the baby faces in wrestling. So I went with the heel in Rob Gronkowski. But uh all right, 
that is going to do it for John about the G-Men this week. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. We got some fun games. I mean, uh, I mean, there's a bunch of good games. We talked about the Pats and the and the Bucks. There's also the Rams and the Cardinals, Cardinals undefeated teams going at it. So that should be a fun game as well. So we got a lot in store, and we'll talk. About, and I mean, the Giants. I mean. That's going to be rough. But uh, Giants game. We win one coming this week. Win one coming this week. Let's hope so. Let's get it done. One and three next week. Let's go. Next week we'll be coming in one and three. Right back in the division. Right back in the division. One and three will probably be a second place. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I don't know if I can. Oh, and four. There's a good chance we could be second place at one and three. I'm just saying. This division is terrible. Yeah. But, uh, all right. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you to Mosquito Shield for sponsoring today's episode. Make sure when you sign up for them, tell them that John about the G-Men and Clovercrest Media sent you. That's going to do it for myself, Big Jace, Joe Aguirre, Sean Scanlon, and King Zay. That's going to be it. Also, make sure you check out CMG Sports NFL pregame where we replay this show along with all the other college football shows to gear you up right before kickoff. So make sure you check that out as well at all the streaming uh, platforms that you can find us at, my Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. So make sure you check that out. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next week for more John about the G-Man. Peace out. The Giants are running New York like the times as Danny is dropping all sorts of dimes. Saquon's thighs are ruining defenses' lives and Leonard Williams making opposing QBs feel him. Receivers think it's scary to line up across James Bradbury and the Giants have a bright future led by coach, judge, jury, and executioner. Tune in to Drawing About the G-Men every Wednesday at 6, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Which... so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.